It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to episode two of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman. He's been traveling the globe. You've been all over the world, literally and figuratively. He, of course, Steve Noodleberg, me, Josh Cohen, a special guest in a couple minutes. Welcome back to the United States of America. You're just, you're barely tanned. You're, you're barely bronzed on this uh, beautiful second edition of the podcast, Stevie. I'm feeling good. Talk about travel. You had some travels yourself. I did. But, uh, I did. I did. We, we got to talk fight. We, we do. Fight was this past weekend. I was in Las Vegas, Nevada, broadcasting live as well as attending parties and after parties and, and living that life that I know you and I recognize as we get into the rule of the day today. And that is about network. It is about connectivity in the age thereof. People need to realize, and you teach them in the book, Again, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders that Will Change Your Life and Business, and you live it daily, whether you're speaking at engagements, brought in to do such, or just lecturing those on sales. Networking is constant. It is every day, always. And if it can't benefit you personally, it's connecting other people to their own benefit. And I did it in Vegas, and I know you did it in Mexico, and that's why you were there, as well as all over. You were in Charleston, South Carolina this morning, breakfast in beautiful Charleston, and then lunch here in Palm Beach, Florida. Just off the plane. Yeah. Glad to be here. I got to tell you, last last show that we did was so great, really, for the first shot. Got great response. You know, we are delivering value. We're talking about the sales game, mm-hmm. about all the things it takes to be successful. Today, we're going to talk about networking. And the, the reality is, for most people, they look at networking as an event when it's really a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It is. So indeed. I've invested in these relationships for 40 years. The guy sitting to my left, friend, business associate, Jerry Latrento, um, so thrilled to share like-minded things with this guy. So I'm glad he's here today. Um, you know, we, we're fortunate. We do business together. I think we, we have a better time hanging out together. Welcome aboard, <laughs> Absolutely. Mr. Latrento. Well, let's yeah. introduce him. Senior <laughs> Executive Vice President, Bank United. You've known him for years. He hired you for your first speaking engagement, in fact. And he is Jerry Latrento. It's good to have you on the podcast, Jerry. Thank you. Good to be here. Now, I'm not supposed to ask you how you're doing because we all know that's not the rule around here. It's tell me <laughs> something good. And tell me something good is the rule of the day as it is every single day. Uh, I imagine Steve's pretty good at yeah. the world and living that life of networking and connecting. A- absolutely. I'll tell you something good. Every day is a gift. That's that's something good, right? Amen. Absolutely. Man. Amen. Without a doubt. You've never heard me on the air, but for two decades, I began by saying every day above ground right. is a good day. Absolutely. And there's a reason why it's called the present, because it is a gift. That yep. is absolutely that's correct. Right. What did you see in Steve Noodleberg that you knew, here's someone that can influence and someone who can sell? Well, you know, I think in, in any business, you uh, you look for people that drive optimism and have uh, an upbeat attitude. Uh, at the end of the day, people do business with with people they like, mm. people that are like-minded. You use the word, Steve. I think that's so huge. Um, no one wants to deal with another person who's negative. And so I, I think it's that simple in a lot of sense. And, and, and the networking topic specifically, uh, the, the best networkers are people that are constantly looking and optimistic towards, you know, what's next. We touched on it in episode one, Steve. Uh, people won't remember the things you say, the things you do. 
But like Maya Angelou wrote, they remember the way you make them feel. And when you enter the room, and I imagine when you see Jerry or he sees you, that's where that relationship began. And people need to realize that networking, not an event you attend between 7 and 9 p.m., but a lifestyle of every day connecting, making that world a smaller place. So the, the best opportunities come to you when you least expect it. Jerry and I met almost eight years ago. A mutual friend of ours put together a golf event, fun event, putting sea level people together. Uh-huh. We go there. We meet. I'm not selling him. He's not selling me. Years later, he calls me up and says, hey, I got an idea. I think I want you to get up in front of my salespeople. And I'm like, well, I don't really do that. And he goes, oh, we'll figure it out. I wouldn't know what to charge you. And he goes, we'll figure it out. And just by coincidence, I was in Sarasota speaking last week in the same hotel where we started four years ago. It comes full circle. It Uh, It is episode two of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast. And that means we have a rule of the day. Today's rule is actually number 20. Networking is only one letter away from not working, which is clever, which is also accurate. Because if you replace the E of networking with an O, you're not working. You're not. And this is a rule to you um, that you decided people need to share at number 20 because it is at the end of the day and at the start of the day, it's everything, isn't it? Well, you know, it's interesting when I talk to salespeople or people in general, then you said it before about going to an event. They go to the event. It's pre-timed. I'm going to a networking event. It starts at five. Mm -hmm. I'm well-dressed. I brought my business cards. I'll have two drinks and some shitty hors d'oeuvres, and then I'm out the door at <laughs> <Yeah>. 7 o'clock. <laughs> right. I tell them the best networking happens when you're waiting in line at valet. People's guard are down. Yeah. Boom, they start talking. You know. So for me, some of the biggest deals I've ever been involved in started, the genesis was I got stuck in an airport and started a relationship with them. And so Jerry, one of the reasons why I asked him to be on and to talk about this is that you know his world, the banking world, sometimes a little cut and dried, real numbers driven. He's a relationship guy mm-hmm. and he's built teams to do that. So, you know, maybe you want to comment. On yeah, that. Jerry, yeah. people people don't like to be sold. Steve pointed out I wasn't selling anybody. Right. Selling. People want symbiotic relationship. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that ultimately it's about disciplines in, in any sales game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that um, there's, you know, there's, there's this notion that um, persistence is self-discipline in action. And wow. we're at- profound. <laughs> Repeat that again. Look at you, Repeat man. that again, wow. and, and then let's elaborate because I, I like that. Pers- Steve likes it. I like that. Persistence is self-discipline in action. That could have been in the book. It could have been in the book. <laughs> Volume two. Yeah. And elaborate on that, well, please. So any set of disciplines, you know, we have a lot of salespeople um, throughout Florida, and. There is always a population of people that are consistently in the top 15 or 20. Mm-hmm. Look, look in sports. In any, uh, any of the leagues, you always have a con- pretty consistent group at the top 10 in scoring in the NBA and the NHL and the puck lead- mm-hmm. uh, scoring leaders and so on and so forth. In, in any sales game, I think there's a lot of similarities in that. The people that get there year in, year out have tried and true self-disciplines and activities, and if they're not getting there – what do they do? They increase the activities and they increase their discipline. They don't back away and say, well, you know, things are not working this, you know, mm-hmm. this month, this quarter. So, again, persistence, I think, is sort of one of those attributes that we look for in salespeople that, um, you know, it's not about the fourth or the fifth call. And it might not be about the seventh or the eighth. It might take 11 calls. I'm, <laughs> I'm working on a, a COI that Steve and I have. 
who's an accountant, and I think I'm up to lunch five or four, uh-huh. um, and I'm just going to wear them down over time, but <laughs> not in a bad way. Bonding but... and rapport. You are building that <laughs> exactly. relationship with exactly. so that when he's ready, you've networked yourself into success. You know, so I, and I, I think the you know one of the other big tenets we, we touched on at the start is you know people gear on positive, people gear on really good energy, um, good karma. It's just a, I love the, the the name of the parent company, the, the, the name of the parent we utilize company for the and, for the podcast. Yeah. Correct. Shout, shout out to uh, shout out to Steve, but it is about that. It's about that that vibe that you get from people. And, um, and and that actually uh, led, leads me to my quote of the day, Steve. That wasn't the, the quote. This, that wasn't your quote. It. We got another no, Jerry, Jerry Latrento promised us a quote of the day. He wasn't going to tell Steve Nudelberg in advance, but he promised them it was going to it was going to affect you. But this is so true. Uh-oh. So so people gear on positive energy. What does it take to motivate people? What what do you look for in someone you want to do business with? And I, I just I read this and I was like, it just shouted out at me. And it talks about, you know, we're, we're shooting the, the breeze about, you know, your weekend or your last two weeks. Uh-huh. And, and you start telling me about your problems, you know. Yeah. And, and invariably, I, I don't do that. I don't think you never. and I, I you never. Know, it never comes up. I mean, you know, everybody has problems, but you deal with them, right? You should, and this is a quote, uh, you should never share your problems with others because 80% of the people don't care about them anyway. Mm-hmm. And the other 20 are kind of glad you've got them in the first place. Amen. How, how crazy is that? How Amen. crazy is that? Very That's true, so right. true, right? I mean, I, I think that it's that sort of view that, you know, the glass is either half full or half empty. So what are you going to talk about? Well, I, I choose to wake up every morning, talk about the glass is half full. And so I think the people that are successful in any business, any discipline, are the ones that keep it mindset positive and don't focus on what's not working. I mean, you've got to look and tear it apart if it's not working and and sort of reinvent, but that's not the thing that you want to talk about outwardly. So so it's interesting because one of the tenets that I like, and I think this is what makes great sales professionals, is that it starts with know me, like me, trust me. Know me. Know, like, and trust. Like me, and then trust. Correct. So – I believe it all starts with, if you don't like me, the conversation's over. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Not everybody's going to like me. And I think that's what salespeople have a hard time dealing with is that, well, you know, if, if you don't like me, then what? Well, the universe is made up of so many people and so much opportunity that when you do align with people that you like, Josh, you and I genuinely like each mm-hmm. other you know that that starts the relationship correct and no sale is going to happen before you do that so when i train salespeople, i work with them i go listen don't go get up in the morning and go who am i going to sell today who am i going to find that i genuinely like that i can start building a relationship with and so look back over the years we got to know each other yep. you genuinely we genuinely like each other then all of a sudden opportunity presents itself okay no like and then i'm going to give you an opportunity where i trust you and that's where okay i performed and and wow isn't it great that we could be friends and do business confessions so. of a serial salesman 27 rules for influencers and leaders that will change your life and business is the book our guest is Jerry Litrento, who is the Senior Executive Vice President of Bank United. Now, Steve Nudelberg here says you're a huge connector. I'm a connector in life. Organically as such. 
I'm the guy they say should be in sales, should have been in sales. Gosh, if you were in sales, you would have, could have. I connect people, and sometimes the universe is good to me, and sometimes they are as well. But I just enjoy the idea of, hey, there's a venue that needs naming rights. Hey, there's a brand that could use the brand alignment of being the exposure there of the venue. And then I step out of the way. You're apparently a great connector. Steve says so. How important is just the ability to recognize when and where those connections should be made? You know, I I think we're all given gifts in this life early on, right? And I I think it's identifying those and knowing what you're really good at and perhaps what you're not so good at. And connections and, and just sort of seeing people, I think you either have that insight and that ability to say, okay, my vibe's going to work here or it's mm-hmm. not. Because I've met just as many people that I know that's no place to fish. You don't vibe. And they don't vibe. No place and, to fish. Right? That. And so I, I think that, you know, connecting is really um, trusting your instincts and, um, and and your own judgment, your own internal uh, sort of uh, uh, self-awareness. And, and you can't force it, Steve. Either no. it's there or it's not. And Either I imagine, and you're a very optimistic person. You're a tell-me-something-good kind of a guy. It's your theme song, in fact. So I imagine when you when you don't feel defeated, do you, when you realize there's just not compatibility? I actually... Some are matchbox cars, some are Hot Wheels. Yeah, I, I'm in, enthused by it. I, I, want, I look for the vibe, as you say, right. of connectivity. And when I get it... I feel good, and when I don't, it's not negative. It's not bad. It's just I know what I'm looking for. The relationships I want to spend my time with are people that I have that vibe with. And so the universe is made up of lots of different people, lots of different likes, but when it works, it's fantastic. I mean, Jerry and I have had some of the greatest times together mm-hmm. at sporting events, at you know dinners, at, at, at just anywhere we go, we do that. And then when you lay business on top of it, oh, wow, how cool is this? We really like each other, and we can help each other create fur- you know, further success. Well, that's really the fruit of all of this. Well, it's organic, right? It has to be organic. You can't pretend that you have a vibe with somebody when you don't right. because you think it's good for business. Right, right. Jerry? Yeah. When, when I go to an event and there's you know, 50 or 100 people in the room, I, I'm not trying to meet 20 of them. I, I sort of look at it in Target and try to get a list beforehand sometimes. But target three or four people. Where to fish. That, yeah. And so, you know, ultimately come away from that event with something impactful as a follow-up of a, of a breakfast or a lunch. That's actually what we did with the networking group Steve was talking about. We'd have 25 people, and you'd come away and go back and have breakfast with two or three people, and then you'd form, you know, more of a bond. But, you know, ultimately I, I think it is that sort of vibe, that, um, that energy mm-hmm. that uh, it's it sort of, you know, I don't know, what, what did they say in uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Fugazi, Fugazi? I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's out there, right? Well, here's the cool part. I think that if you surround yourself with people who are better than you mm-hmm. or offer things to you, so, you know, some of the greatest stuff that I've come up with that I use as content, Jerry's pushed me to do that. He read the book Moneyball. And I was going to ask you about yeah, that. Read you read the, you read the this famous is a cool, book? This is a cool story. You read the famous <laughs> book Moneyball. Right? They made the movie, Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, Oscar nominated, what have you. You read the book, and all of a sudden you had an idea, Jerry, and it regarded our host here, Steve Nudelberg. Well, one of the one of the gifts God gave me was a great memory, and um, so I vividly remember this. I was driving uh, on the turnpike at about 6.45 in the morning, so I knew Steve was probably on 
you know, coffee number four or, or uh, lunchtime. Or lunchtime, yeah. You keep a pretty busy schedule. Yeah, so yeah. I, I called him and I said, hey, I, uh, I, I just read this and, um, it, you know, it, it kind of it compelled me. Like, you know, there might be some material in here that we could use to center a training. And we just sort of kind of hit it back and forth a little bit. And he goes, well, I have a relationship with the Marlins and we can do it at the stadium and da 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 well, before you knew it, Steve had laid out a, a number of disciplines, um, which for those of you that are Moneyball fans, I mean, they take it down to rocket science. Yes. Um, not unlike the Warriors did a couple years ago. Correct. Um, with yeah, three-point shooting. That's exactly right. So, you know, I, I think in any business, again, it's it's those disciplines. What we did organizationally, it's, it's real simple. Um, we took those disciplines and pushed them down. You know, we have almost 100 offices in the state of Florida. I don't know every micro market and every person and what they need to do to be successful. Of course. But they do, and the more that they drill into those specific disciplines, and, and that's kind of where it went. It, it, it became more scientific um, to a person, and what Steve did is brought out those, those sort of tenants that they need, each needed to focus on. Yeah, that that uh, it, it that was open. so much fun, and for for me, that pushed my game. Like he laid it out there. He goes, "What do you think?" And I go, "Wow, that's really a cool idea." And then went into the lab and started really putting the stuff together and going, "Wow, you know, the reason why that worked is there are some disciplines that do transfer to the business world." And so what I did was specifically make those, you know, the money ball themes mm-hmm. aligned to banking. Did my homework, learned about the challenges in the banking business. And it was so much fun to produce. So my point in saying that is that my relationship with Jerry, it, it, you know, aside from having fun and, you know, being good friends, he pushes me. You know, we have these sales dialogues where we go off and he's just like, what do you think? And he's managed and created tremendous, you know, sales teams. Um, he manages a lot of women, mm-hmm. which I, I give him a lot of credit for. Most of his is that a different experience, you believe, Steve? I, I totally do. Yeah. I, I think it takes a different temperament. And having worked with his teams – He's done an amazing job of managing, you know, different age groups and different, you know. So, I, I mean, the, the point being is that he's a professional at what he does. And that dialogue that we have is at such a level, it's so high um, that it pu- pushes me. And that's what I want. I think when you network with people that are equal to or better than yourself, you have a chance to grow. And that's really what, you know, so you want to build your network with people who have something to offer you and vice versa. And that is a yeah. clear example so of why Steve, we add value. You say them. Jerry pushes you. So now, Jerry, who, who pushes you? Well, I, I like if the, everyone needs that, who, yeah. who, push, who, gives you, who inspires I, you to do that? That's a good question, you my know, friend. I think that any good leader, sales coach, um, executive has their own whoop, sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a sense of urgency of, of – constantly reinventing the game. Um, so I think you push yourself. I, I don't wow. wait for someone to push me. I, I think that um, ultimately I know where, uh, you know where we're hitting and where we're not, and I look for those things that uh, can, can you know, step up our game, if you will. But um, uh, you know, I think there's sort of this, this, this context that in business today there's so much disruption right and and um th- this is i know you talk about this in one of the rules i don't remember which one but you know it's that continuous learning piece and if you're not learn, constant, learn, if baby. you're not constant, learn to learn if you're not constantly um reading today about 
a variety of topics and, and not just in your space or your industry, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're not really that interesting to listen to. You've got to be well-read today to, uh, to I think, really drive a, a sales force and drive people. And, and um, so those things, to me, sort of tie in. You've got to continuously learn. You've got to have your own sense of urgency. And then ultimately, um, you know, People follow leaders, right? And Correct. so, you know, by definition, to be a leader, you have to have followers. Mm-hmm. Well, people don't want to follow somebody that isn't fresh, um, as my millennial daughter would say. Dad, you're fresh. You know, it's fresh. Nice. Right? You are fresh. Um, wow. And so, and so if you're not continuously learning and, and trying to get ahead, look, banking is as disrupted as anything out there right now, mm. um, you know, much less you know, the Ubers of the world and Amazon and go down the list of all the, the business models that are being changed and disrupted from technology and, and all that's going on. So I think the only way to attack that um, is to step up and read more and, and be educated as to, okay, you know, and Steve's a great example. I mean, you reinvented your business model two years ago. Yep. So you were going in one direction, you know, Pivot, 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 reinvent, right? reinvent. All right, let's get back to the rule of the day. Number 20 in the book, networking is only one letter away from networking. We talked about the importance overall of networking. It's a lifestyle and not an, an event that you attend from 7 to 9 p.m. Give me an absolute do, each of you, an absolute do um, from this rule for practicality in everyday life. What is something you must absolutely do what? When it comes to networking, Steve. So I, I actually, um, in the the first time we started working together, which is about four years ago, I came up with this program that I was actually it felt so simple that I was uh, a little shy to present it because I was like, wow, I'm going to present this. They're going to go. We paid this guy all this money for and this. It seems simple. And that program, which I give Jerry a lot of credit for actually doing this program, was called Fifty Cups of Coffee. Okay. I believe you should have a list of people. I put it at 50, a handwritten list of people that you want to have a cup of coffee with. Mm -hmm. Not that you want to sell to, somebody you want to have a cup of coffee with. The mayor, somebody you admire, um, my kid's football coach, the dry cleaner. People Mm -hmm. go, why the dry cleaner? Why would you? Well, because they're cleaning everybody's clothes. They know all the stories. When I presented the program, it was incredibly well-received, number one. Number two, here's where it gets good. Jerry said, that's a phenomenal idea. I'm going to do it. And I don't know if you remember this, but you did it and you reconnected with somebody that you hadn't spoken to in a long time. Yeah. And it created a new piece of business. Yeah. Yeah. I think, look, in any network of of clients or or connect or people connections, you have to constantly look at that list and and pair it and expand it. Right. And I I mean, it's almost the notion of um, if you look at a, a center of influence list, and you look at 10 people that you've had, you know, some interaction with monthly, quarterly over the last year, and they didn't really produce any fruit for you, then, you know, they, they might be the greatest person in the world, but mm. that's probably one person that you want to replace with somebody that can right. yield results. And I, I think it's sort of that culling the herd, if you will, or m- m- will mentality around constantly looking for that person um, that is sort of a, a new branch or a new growth opportunity for yourself. And, yeah. you know, I, I, uh, I think it's, you know, back to ESPN here for a minute, but I just met Steve, you know, Pulitzer, 
what, two months ago, and uh, and we're actually discussing some things right now, and I, I look at that as somebody new I connected with. He's got a whole network that I didn't have and a whole business space. When, when he says yeah. Steve, Steve Polzino, who is the vice president of Good Karma Brands, ESPN West Palm, ESPN Cleveland, ESPN Madison, and so on and so forth, uh, not to confuse some listeners who are yeah. global in terms of Steve Noodleberg. Steve who, P. The, the Steve <laughs> P. As opposed to Noodle. But here's where it started. If you and Steve did not like each other, There'd be no business conversation. Correct. Absolutely not. Period. Correct. Yeah. And I liked yeah. you. You met over golf at a we golf event. Over, right? We met over a, at a golf event, right. you know, and uh, and and so I, I use that as an example of constantly looking to expand your network with people of like-minded, you know, like. And, and I think the serious takeaway is to not worry about selling them anything. If you're going to sell anything, Agreed. sell yourself. Yep. Be comfortable in who you are, what you are, yeah. build your network, and then your network will produce results for you far beyond your wildest dreams. So, mm-hmm. you know, for that salesperson that's out there listening to this, instead of getting up in the morning and say, I'm going to go do a deal today, I'm going to go make a friend and watch the results. Well, people got to do business with other people. So they're probably going to choose people that they just like. Period. Yep. Uh, period. period. All right. Now we're all positive. You know, uh, Jerry, at the beginning, spoke about it. Every day's a gift. You know my attitude on it, Steve, obviously. You live every day like it's your last. Sinatra said if you do that, one day you'll be right. So you might as well enjoy it every day along the way, correct? As we quote the great Frank Sinatra. But I got to say the opposite. I got to ask the opposite question. The one thing you do got to do when it comes to networking is one letter way. What, what, what is the absolute don't? And you met you meet folks, I imagine, constantly, Jerry, and they want to come up at a networking event, which is every day supposed to be anyway. What is an absolute don't? What is something that turns you off immediately uh, in the world of someone trying to sell you themselves or sell whatever it is that they are trying to sell? I'm going to ask you first, Jerry. What is the don't for the people listening out there when it comes to networking? You know, I, I think the, the biggest don't is to try to name drop someone into – into belief. someone that you know someone that you do business yeah, with yeah just, you know i think the don't is just is just not to try to uh, appear like you're triangulating someone you gotcha know? it's like i'm just being myself versus oh well i know you know and you know and you know and and then you're kind of like okay well great i'm glad you know all those people that you know I, I, that to me is a little bit of a turnoff. That might lend you to, to wonder, well, if you're so great, they probably would have told me about you. Right. You, <laughs> is, is what I'm thinking. Steve, yeah. Same question, Steve Nittleberg. So, I, you know, for me, uh, and this is without a doubt, one of the most important don't do is to hog the conversation. Yeah. And, and so um, th- there is a way that we've trained people to open up dialogue, and that is first time you meet somebody, hey, Josh, What's your story? Tell mm-hmm. me your story. Yep. Everybody has a story. Everybody is willing to tell you their story. And when they're done telling you their story, no matter how long that is, they will inevitably say, what's your story? And so you'll get your chance. So one of the takeaways is the word wait is why am I talking? Wait. wait. W-A-I-T. Why am I, I talking? talking? So I'm not talking. I want you to be talking because everything you're saying is giving me the clues of where we connect or not. You're telling me, right? In that little brief interlude, you're saying stuff that I'm going, this guy and I are great, or this woman and I are great, or I don't like this person at all. I can't wait to get the hell away from them. You know? In a twist of irony, while you were speaking of why am I talking, Jerry couldn't wait to talk. Jerry had something immediately. <laughs> no, I, well, it was the concept of I. 
You know, yeah. have have you tried to do have you tried to do emails where you don't use the word I, you use we. Wow. You're coming from a we perspective. Sure. And it sort of, you know, when he was talking it reminded me of of Steve Kerr of the Warriors and you know with his issues down through the playoffs with his back. Right. And he wasn't even on the floor, but when you read into some I think it was a Sports Illustrated article that he talked about, you know, the, the disciplines that we instilled, that we instilled in the team and the tenants and the things that we said that, you know, those, the, the, those were the things they knew to go out and to, to, to do, to execute. And the quote from him, and it's not an exact quote, but he said, when it becomes more about the leader than about the team, the team's done. Mm-hmm. It's not about the leader. Right. It's about the team. And any great leader turns it that way. And I think he's a great example of it head coach that wow you know he really made it about the team and it doesn't hurt to have a guy like uh, steve stefan no, and, <laughs> and a few other guys <laughs> jerry latrento senior executive vice president bank united thanks so much for being Thank a guest you. today really enjoyed and it. sharing your insight outstanding stuff steve you don't begin conversations with how are you how's it going you ask people tell me something good we're at that portion of the podcast where i'm asking you for the audience and myself to tell us something good to wrap up this episode two okay. of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast. So we have uh, we have our uh, friends in Houston that are really hurting. Indeed. So uh, something good is every single person can donate something, mm. food, clothing, uh, money, whatever it is. Let's all be good to our friends in Houston because certainly people in South Florida know what it's like to get wiped out by a hurricane. Those people are really hurting. It's a mess. I've spoken to some friends with the Houston Rockets. So uh, what's good is that we can help. Everybody can help somehow. And I really hope the people that are listening to this take that because it's, you know, it's what it's all about. I love it. Listen, uh, this is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the book. Same 27 rules for influencers and leaders that will change your life and business. Want to do it again uh, another couple times? What do you think, Steve? Yeah, you know what? We have some really cool guests lined up. I have my friend Warren Struhl, who is the entrepreneur of the stars. Brands, brands like Popcorn Indiana and, and other stuff. Uh, Sheets, which was our partnership with uh, LeBron James. He's right. coming on. John Sally, my friend that uh, is a four-time NBA champion, He'll join is coming us. on. And then actually my two sons, who are the college football coaches, will join us. One Fantastic. Week. So we'll, we'll have some fun. We, we, we should indeed. Subscribe and follow along. Again, for Steve Nodelberg, I'm Josh Cohen. We'll see you next time on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast.